Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast series on the voice of youth in obesity, where we discuss the challenges and needs of young adults who are affected by overweight or obesity. My name is Konstantin Voynikov, and I am your host. If you tuned in into our first episode, you already know a bit about me, but just in case, I am 26 years old, born and raised in Sofia, Bulgaria, and outside of my regular 9 to 5 in university, I am pretty active in the obesity space with the intention of uh, helping and sharing my personal experience and knowledge. I am very excited to tell you that for our second episode, we have secured professional equipment and the quality of this podcast will be drastically improved. Uh, I won't waste any more of your time and I will introduce my guest here for today. His name is Riz. He is 18 years old from England. He has shown some real interest in the healthcare space and you might have heard more about him from our last episode, as I just said. But in case you haven't, I will give him the opportunity to say a few words about himself. So, hello, Riz. Hi, Constantine. Uh, yeah, I can't say actually, it was my birthday a few weeks ago, so I'm now 19. But, oh, um, cheers. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but yeah, so I'm at a college at the moment doing a water sports course for a year. Uh, I've done my college A-levels, and after this, I'll be looking to go to uni in the future after working for a year. Sounds good, sounds good. Thank you, and happy birthday, even delayed. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> So my first question here for today for you is like, what made you participate in this conversation, this podcast, and what do you expect from it? Uh, I first, I decided to do this podcast because I thought, firstly, it's, it's quite interesting to talk to other people like me because I haven't, you know, I don't have any mates who've had, you know, I have had mates who have been a bit overweight, but not on the kind of scale where they go to the hospital to have appointments about you know losing weight and so on and having conditions related to it so that was the main reason I thought I want to hear how other people have kind of had their experiences and also hopefully because of um, my experiences I'm hoping that I could you know even if I don't find out about it help somebody else in some way whether they go oh I haven't thought about this and actually I said something that's made a connection and maybe you know help someone out or solve something for them losing weight. I can absolutely assure you that that will happen and your experience will be useful to other people in your shoes. So yeah, hopefully. Absolutely. Uh, so let's get straight on with it. Like a serious question right away. Mm -hmm. Do you see your weight as a problem and do others people, do other people see your weight as a problem? Um, or if I don't... they did in the past as well. Yeah, in the past, it was more of a problem where I definitely thought it was a massive problem. Um, firstly, just on a you know a health level, about I had non-alcoholic fatty liver and potentially insulin resistant. Like there were signs of uh, being resistant to insulin, so I thought to myself, like you know, this is not how for someone so young. Um, this is you know not a good thing to be having this early on. Uh, but at the moment, people don't see it as a problem now, but I think that's because I lost a lot of weight, but I still have more weight to lose. So in my mind, it isn't a massive problem. Like it's not a problem for me on a health level, but still for the, for my own kind of, um, goals and what I want to achieve. I still think it's not where I want to be. And even if you did think that it's where you want it to be, 
just keep in mind that this is an issue that can just pop up again and again out of nowhere. So having the right mindset as you do is very key. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, because when I started losing the weight properly back in 2020, I thought of it and I was like, you know what, I've got to properly dedicate to this. And if I don't see results in a year, you know, I'm, I'm going to wonder why and obviously look for different ways. But I'm still going to keep on trying. And just because I haven't hit my ideal, you know, uh, look in a year, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop because, you know, I'm not, pre I'm not prepared to just give up after a year. Absolutely. It's not about numbers. It's not about uh, how you look on pictures. It's about how you feel. That's mm. the most important for me. Yeah, I definitely agree. I would like to speak to you about uh, researching weight loss online. Like, yeah. have you done it? Like, do you trust the stuff that you read and do you find them useful? Like, do, yeah, go ahead and I'll keep asking questions in that. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, I'd say probably when I was like 13 or 14 is when I first started looking online about it and I think a lot of, I mean a lot of my mates did that anyway a lot of people I knew would always be searching up stuff but um I was searching up quite general stuff and when you first search it up there's so many opinions online and so many people saying different things that you could get complete opposite answers you could get people that say oh you can't eat carbs at all that's like horrible that's going to pack on so much weight and then you get other people that say oh no you can eat carbs but just a little bit but then you don't because you have two opposite opinions, it becomes hard to know which one to go for. And now, like my social media is filled with loads of people doing, you know, like fitness stuff, whether it's actually, you know, what to do in the gym uh, or like your lifestyle about diet and so on and like cooking and things like that. The only reason I've got to where I am now is because it took me kind of years of, it wasn't like I was actively searching for years, but throughout the years obviously social media kind of catches up to what you're looking at and I just kind of learned and I started doing my own thing and seeing what worked for me and then you know picking and choosing but I think there's so much stuff online it becomes really difficult to actually firstly keep track of all of it because you don't know who to believe and who's actually got the right idea and also about sticking to it because obviously you see people who have like you know amazing bodies or can are so much stronger or faster than you or whatever that you find it hard to be like oh well i'm not on their level and i've been doing it for so long is that discouraging to you or do you keep it in the back of your head that uh, there's something more to that than we know uh when i was younger like i said 15 16 it was a lot more kind of like oh you know you see people who lose loads of weight in a year and i go like oh well you know it feels like it doesn't feel fair it feels like all oh, right that should be me you know i feel like i deserve it but obviously you know you do deserve it but it's not how it works there's so many yeah in reality it's it. not how that works <laughs> yeah but um now i'm not so fussed by it. you know i see loads of like there's always loads of like bodybuilders and stuff on my instagram but i go realistically firstly that's not what i'm aiming for and also these are people who have a whole different life who get paid to go to the gym and they have all this money supporting them. And I'm like, that's that's not like, you know, a normal thing to setting your goals for. Perfect. It's so good to hear that you have this point of view. But uh, I feel like you owe all this like to experience because you're quite a bit older than the rest of them, the rest of mm. my guests. And uh, I feel like you have a lot of knowledge on this topic. So thank you. 
yeah, it's perfect that you've seen how social media works and what's the reality of it, and you're very well informed. But uh, in general, I would ask you, I would like to ask you a bit more about like social media. When you were first researching, like uh, let's say articles or mm. YouTube videos, did you find them like trustworthy? Were the people who you saw talking about obesity and how to lose weight trustworthy? I think at the beginning, I was a bit hesitant in terms of when they, you know, if I see a video and they're saying, oh, this is how, this is the best way to burn fat in four months. And I was a bit like, oh, well, what would they know? Like, well, I don't know what they looked like before they did this. So how am I supposed to know what they mean by that? Um, but I, I, I do take it into consideration, obviously, you know, who is this? Is this just somebody who has been successful with losing weight and getting the body they want? Or is this someone who's like a personal trainer or something a bit more qualified where they've got a bit more science behind them? And those are the ones that I, I trust more and people that are more suited to um, kind of real life situations. Like there's a lot of people I have on Instagram who I follow and they, they talk about like, you know, obviously the healthier option if you're really craving some sugar you could get you know those 90 calorie snacks but actually it might not hit it and then you have another one and then actually what you should have done in the first place is just had a normal chocolate bar and they're kind of more realistic um but i'm a bit more kind of aware of it now where actually i have a few people that i keep in mind to get my kind of information from but i also trust myself a bit more because it I, I've done stuff in the past that's worked for me so I kind of go back on that that no it has worked so I shouldn't rely on everyone else like I I do have some of my own knowledge as well to use absolutely and you have me smiling over here because I could not agree more with you on this topic and uh, if there's one thing that I would like to say to you is like always trust your own instinct on this mm. and uh, from the whole basket of sources that you have online take a few and leave the rest Pick the ones that work for you and that's the that's what you're doing basically and that's the best way about it in my opinion well it's like but, you said you sorry yeah, yeah go ahead ask me well it's like you said you you lost a lot of weight um and i imagine a lot i mean i can't i don't think anybody who's lost loads of weight has done that by completely relying on you know oh, free advice online yeah exactly it's uh first of all you get the advice then you apply the advice in your own life and yeah. then you see if it works and you yeah. might do that like 30 times and uh, on the 31st time you might find something that actually works for you yeah it's important i think to stick with what you're doing like i i find that recently like every few months i might see that in the gym i've been you know it feels like you know i'm not really making much progress and then one day you just suddenly notice like oh I feel I look a bit more toned or, you know, I went for a jog and my time was quicker and I didn't expect it to be. And it, it's good because it shows that sticking with it, even though it feels like it's not doing anything, it actually is. It's just when you do it. So if you do it regularly enough, you won't notice the little changes. And it's eventually when you look back on it and you go, oh, actually, no, I, no, there's an actual difference. I just didn't realize it as I was doing it. Absolutely. But we're doing it for the long term anyways. So. Yeah. It works for us. <laughs> yeah. And on the same topic, um, when you're watching a video, let's say, 
with uh, information on obesity and uh, in related to how to weight, how to lose weight. How do you feel when you see a product placement in any of those videos? Like, are you led to believe that uh, a certain supplement that is being promoted could be useful to you or to your journey? Um, I can't lie with any product placement, with anything on social media where there's like a sponsor, I almost always ignore it. I, it's not about what the product is. It's about when it's like individual companies. Perfect. It's very good that you have this mindset as well, because uh, I feel like people are led to believe that there are miracle supplements out there that will just uh, magically erase obesity out of their life. And people are making a lot of money from that. Yeah. And I think it's always because you, you, you might see people who are bodybuilders and they're saying like, oh, this, you know, I did this. And now I'm like this, but actually it doesn't mean that this product is what got them there. There will be loads exactly. of other things, but people were kind of, yeah, like you said, they're sold on some miracle treatment. There is no miracle people. No, <laughs> there isn't. I guarantee. Yeah. Actually creatine is the only supplement for like in the fitness industry that has been proven scientifically that works and it's the cheapest supplement out there. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, I would like I would like to ask you about, like, do you read about the cause and the consequences of living with obesity? Like, do you believe that it will affect your future in personal or professional plan? Uh, yeah, I. Well, obviously, from a a health point of view, um, obesity brings loads of other. Uh, health problems with it like heart disease and so on and it's also the kind of thing that um for somebody as young as me it's a time for kind of getting your foot in the door early to keep your body in a good condition because like the older i get I, if i leave it for too long then eventually it, get, it gets to a point where there's only so much you can do so i do think about that quite a lot like subconsciously about you know in the future if I start to gain weight again. I've really got to keep on top of it. Otherwise I could be going on a downward spiral. Yeah. And it just keeps going. The ball keeps rolling. Yeah. And what about professional plan? Like you're obviously going like uh, still in education and everything, but let's say that, uh, you are still like living with obesity on a pretty heavy level mm. and you are going into like job interviews. Do you feel like professionally people would look different at you? Yeah, I feel like um, the, the same with any other kind of image somebody might have where they have their hair in a certain way. Um, I feel like with your body, if I was, yeah, if I went into that interview, I feel like people would have an instant view of me and they wouldn't be able to get rid of that kind of uh, pre concept of me and it would take, and in an interview, I feel like that would just dominate it. If I got the job and I was working with them, then they would probably learn that what they thought of me might not be the case when they actually know me. But from an interview point, well, from an interview alone, it could really change how somebody views you. It's the first impression that sticks in life. Yeah. Most of the time it's the first time people see you. It's how they're going to remember you. Unless you're yeah. given the opportunity to then prove that wrong. But uh, yeah, that leads into my next question, which is like, in general, 
do you feel like people have underestimated you because of your weight previously? Like even your intellectual level because of the way you looked? Uh, yeah, I think uh, when obviously you're overweight and so on, obviously <laughs> what also doesn't help is that I have glasses. So it kind of makes people think that like, oh, you're like the proper kind of like nerdy type. And I, I, I like to think I'm smart, but you know, at school, it's not like I was in top set for everything, getting top grades in like science and all that. But I think people think like, oh, well, if they're this big, they've got to be good at, um, they've got to be good at, you know, written work at school because otherwise what else can they be good at? And yes, I was good at written work at school, but also I um, did a lot of sport. And actually I did um, GCSE PE, so like extra PE and the people that did PE with me, they said like, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm on, I, I said like, I'm not the greatest at all the sports I do, but I still try for all of them. And everybody said like, yeah, you, you, you try more than some people who might be, you know, just a normal weight. And actually they don't bother doing anything in PE. They're just not interested. So people first meet you and they think, oh, you know, what's he going to be doing in PE? And actually, after like the first year, and well, yeah, after the first year, it, um, people got a better kind of perception of me. So yeah, once again, it's the once they get to know you, that's when people change and opinions change. Yeah. Uh, I would like to ask you, like, what motivates you? Like, what motivated you to lose weight? Do you strive like for changing your life? Just in general, where do you find your motivation? Uh, well, when I first, I, I've always wanted, like, I, I've always been overweight from as long as I can remember. And I always, firstly, wasn't happy with, how, like, the main thing is that I wasn't happy with how I looked when I was younger. And then as I got older, kind of 13, 14, that's when I started thinking about the, the health impacts as well. So when I properly started losing the weight, it was mainly to use lockdown for um, COVID as the opportunity to be like, right, I can control a lot of what I do now because it's not like I'm going to be at school and there's you know things I can't control where school meals aren't great for me and I'll be at home and there's a lot I can do and I can have the best chance at kind of putting myself in in the right direction because I knew that I wasn't going to lose all my weight and you know have an absolute transformation over lockdown but I did lose a lot of weight and I wanted to do it so that I could push myself in the right direction to enjoy doing, you know, more fitness and so on and change my lifestyle a bit more. I'm very glad to hear this because uh, I believe that there is a big misconception out there about the main reason why people want to lose weight. And uh, since you've spoken about yourself, I, I'll speak from my point of view. Yeah. I won't speak about everyone, but for me, when I was overweight, I never wanted to lose weight uh, to look better or to fit in with other people. It was always about uh, the point of uh, health, you being healthy, and mm. the point of you feeling good in your own skin. So yeah, yeah I just wanted to touch on that misconception. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Like now, I'm uh, I I've still I'm still overweight. Like I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a normal weight for, you know, my, my height or whatever, but I'm a lot happier with how I am now. And, you know, it's, it's always progress. So it's not like I have the ideal body I'm looking for, but I'm still very happy with it. And I'm a lot more comfortable compared to before where I wasn't comfortable with my own skin. And I would 
find certain things just like too much to do like you know going to the beach and so on uh, like a, a good like two years of my life where I was just like oh, I, I just can't do that like it's just like it involves me getting my, my top off there's no way you can really get around it and then if you try and get around it by being at the beach with your t-shirt on I just thought no no that's too weird and people are going to start questioning why I'm doing it so yeah I, I agree with you it's about being comfortable in your in your own skin absolutely totally like could not agree more with you on this yeah and uh i would like to know who was your biggest uh, supporter in your fight against the weight like who reached out did someone reach out to your like for example did some of your parents give you the first push just in general who supported you the most uh i'd say definitely my mom um she does i say does she ever since I started seeing uh, doctors and hospitals about my weight, uh, she has been doing a lot of work about, firstly, being clear with doctors and saying to them, like, you know, uh, when I've looked, I've been at home, and I, although I'm not a doctor, I've researched other patterns, and it could sound like this, you know, could it sound like this, or is there something similar? And she's put a lot of time into um, researching certain vitamins or nutrients that if you're deficient in can affect um uh your body's ability to uh burn fat or how you store fat uh, because also my brother and sister both have uh endocrine like they've both been to hospital for endocrine related issues and it's also something about me so she saw that there's a connection between all three of us and she she's worked really hard and still works really hard to make sure that um there's nothing we miss and that if the doctors don't tell us everything in terms of either they just they're, they're, there's only so much that they can find out um with the amount of time they have just for me as one patient uh, she puts in a lot of time to make sure that she explores all the other avenues that might be uh, affecting my weight so since the beginning even to the point where i didn't care where we would be going to hospitals and I just assume that nothing's going to happen from the interview. I'll just go. They'll check my weight and ask me, you know, how much are you eating kind of thing. And nothing would happen from it. But she would make sure really hard that, you know, something was going to be done about it. Sounds amazing. And it sounds pretty similar to my case as well. Because in with me, my supporter was, once again, my biggest supporter was my mother as well. And uh, so just a big thank you, honestly, to all the mothers out there, because yeah. as you can see, you're like, it's like you cannot even imagine how much, uh, like how much of use you're providing and how much help and how grateful we are. But uh, hopefully your mother is listening. A big thank you to her. Yeah, I'm sure she will be. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I have a question leading on uh, on this topic. Like, have you ever talked about uh, weight with your GP? And who started the conversation? Uh, or if not I, with your GP, with any healthcare professionals in that matter? I think it did start with the GP, but I was so, I was so young, I can't really remember. Um, no, that was it. I think... <sighs> I don't know, I think I might have been like maybe seven and my mum started noticing that I was piling on loads of weight really suddenly. And um, when, you're that, when you're that age, it's not like you're 
it's not like you have access to buying your own food and so on you know my, my parents are still the ones that are feeding me most of the time and they're like oh well we haven't changed how we're feeding him and he's put on loads of weight so i went to the gp and um i think from what from what my mum told me they did the kind of normal stuff of asking how much you eat how much exercise you do and then being like oh well they need to do more exercise or they need to eat less one or the other and i think that's how it first started off but uh i don't really remember too much until i was about 11 because i was so young i think i first started i first got a gym membership because next door to my school like literally touching next door is a leisure center and we often used it at our school we had like a, a deal with a leisure center that we could use it to do certain things so i got a membership of that so it meant straight after school i could go to the gym and it was easy to get to especially for me who would have been 13 at the time it doesn't require me going far or anything like that by myself um although I, i'm sure I, I could have it yeah that was the first time i got a gym membership and i went for probably four months when i I went a lot, but I wasn't looking back on it. Obviously, I wasn't really training very efficiently. I was just kind of doing what I thought would work. But that was because, you know, you don't understand about how much else there is to it. It's about changing the little things that can contribute to helping uh, what to change in your diet, not just being like, oh, I just eat less. It's about like, what do you eat? Like, yeah, you, you should probably eat less, but also what to eat. So I probably did four months when I was 13. And then I think after that, I was kind of like, oh, this isn't fair. Especially as some of my other mates who did go uh, saw some progress. And I was like, oh, that's not fair. And I just kind of got sick of it. And then 15 again, I got my membership uh, renewed because I, I stopped it. I, I think 14, I stopped it. And then 15, I had it done again. And again, I did the same thing. I probably went to the gym two times a week or three times a week but again i was i was doing more sport at that point however i was doing uh rugby outside of school but i think i hadn't i still hadn't clicked about what worked for me about diet and so on so that was also a bit of a loose end there, there was a bit of improvement in terms of feeling a bit fitter but um that didn't really work and i again i think i got to like uh a few months away from my birthday and i just kind of was like oh no th like this isn't working uh but when i turned 16 and uh, actually no i was closer to 17 than 16 and i had started a sick form and i'd also started playing uh i'd like recently started a new team a new rugby team that was closer it was basically where a lot of my mates played it was new milton team where my school is and that uh has you know more people uh, more of my friends in it and when it got to the team i was on they focused a lot on fitness because it was you know it just been locked down so loads of people were really unfit and although i i don't I, although I think looking back on it i did make a lot of progress in terms of um how I looked but I didn't notice it but I definitely made a lot of progress with my fitness because it would be like every week it would be a fitness kind of training day where it'd be like an hour and a half and it's just dedicated to fitness and every week I was improving so that helped a lot for my actual fitness and then I started going back to the gym again and you know implementing where I'd go you know I can only go on a Friday because I do a training session at rugby 
and a game and that's like my cardio done for the week and then I, I can do weights on a Friday and then as I started doing rugby less and eventually uh, quit rugby just because I, I wasn't really interested in it anymore I went to I had more time for the gym and I could fit it in with my school set, uh, schedule so well that I could go four times a week consistently and then that's when I started to see the progress in terms of um, feeling fitter uh, seeing like although I can see more kind of definition in my body I could uh, like you know the weights were getting lighter and I got into the habit and the kind of adjusted myself to the lifestyle a bit more and that's when it really kicked off and that's to the point I'm at now exactly so from hearing everything it's uh it's the small steps that count because yeah. uh I went through the same uh, stuff like starting a gym membership going for a year losing weight then quitting because of whatever reason because there were many reasons then gaining back the weight then a year later going back to the gym losing the weight again then gaining it back but those small steps are the knowledge that uh, you acquire throughout your journey and because of your past attempts you're able to to be at where you're at right now because it's a result of everything it's not yeah. just about the last one it's about what you gained from the failed ones as well exactly i couldn't agree more yeah uh we already talked about like your mother being your biggest supporter but still i would love to hear about uh, like your relationship with your parents around the subject of weight in general you've obviously said that your mom supported you but it's still a big uh, a big topic everyone in my family obviously uh, supports me trying to lose <laughs> obviously they support me trying to lose weight but um they're also all on board with the idea of changing meal times to where it you know it's not eating so late so you can get like a, a 12 hour uh, fasting so your body like properly kind of stores away the fat in the right places and you know i I talked to my mum more about it than my dad, but that's because my mum has been the one that's always come to hospital appointments with me and blood tests. But uh, my dad is more than happy to like talk to me about it and he'll plan certain meals where he'll say like, oh, you know, what do you want? Um, is this good for what you want to eat today? Or should I just like, you know, should I do something a bit easier, a bit less in calories or so on? You know, like what, like, what would you like? Because I often, I, up until recently, I calorie counted a lot. Um, but no, everyone is on board with uh, helping me kind of achieve that. Sounds amazing. Very good environment to be in. Yeah. And uh, do you believe that uh, you have your weight challenges because of your parents? Like, is there any relation there? <sighs> no, I, I don't think so. Because um, I, I, the weight I put on was very sudden and uh when that happened they started changing things like you know making portion sizes smaller they they tried all kinds of things and that didn't seem to be making any change it wasn't until i started making like drastic changes that it seemed to make a difference but that but that showed us from talking to the doctors as well that um it wasn't it wasn't just about what i'm eating at home it's not about um you know my my parents like it's not about genetics or anything um or at least that's what they said and we came to an agreement to uh so i 
I, I do I, I do think that it's more about myself and uh, the kind of challenges I've had individually but I don't think it's anything that my parents have passed off on to me like genetics or eating habits I don't think it's because they've from for years been kind of changing things and willing to try all kinds of things to see what works and there's only until recently where they could find uh, methods that worked better yeah keep that in mind it's a very good mindset once again and even if you did get something uh, some challenges from your parents obviously they did everything in their power to help you so good to hear yeah I, I kind of viewed it as realistically no one else can do like for me to see the change i want to see i'm the only person that can do it i can't rely on other people to do it for me absolutely at the end of the day it's always your responsibility you can get all the help in the world if you don't want to do it if you're not motivated you're not going to achieve anything yeah uh, yeah i agree are there some challenges that people would not know about like in your journey that like they wouldn't think about anything that basically the regular person would not know uh yeah so it would be certain things like i did uh sea cadets where you do you know water sports like it's it's more of like a, a navy kind of thing but you also do water sports in the summer and one thing for me was like oh what if i get so big that i you know i can't fit into a kayak so sometimes i'd be like oh you know i i, I just don't want to go because that would be really embarrassing or if my kayak sits really low in the water and now i can kind of you know take the mick out of it and i find it well not funny but you know it doesn't it doesn't bother me now but back then it really bothered me and it would completely affect like how i would either go to these um how i would go to cadets and be like oh, okay I've, I've, i'll be getting in the kayak soon i just got to see how that kind of pans out um or i just wouldn't go at all and i think for a lot of people they, they might think about it but it's not something that they would be like oh they would think ahead and be like oh you know i might just not go completely purely for this sake it's good to think uh, about it in a funny way because uh, it shows that you've matured from that and you realize how ridiculous it was back then yeah. but uh, yeah obviously there are a lot of things that uh, if you're living with a beast you think about that uh, no one else would know going to events like going to restaurants going outside like you're always thinking about whether you would fit in the chair, whether you, mm. whether people would look at you differently or whether you would be accepted in a new environment. It's like always think that no one would know. Yeah. Also, something else I'd just like to say, because I spoke to you before about like my experiences in the hospital, is that uh, when I when I say to people that I had an appointment with a doctor or at a hospital, and they ask like oh how did it go and i'll say like i'll often say like oh you know not much happened from it and they ask why and i tell them what the doctor said and they go oh well that, that sounds quite good and what people don't get is that in my opinion i don't think doctors always have the best advice that but that's from my experience and that i've had doctors who listen to me very well and take kind of all of my thoughts on board yeah keep going keep going i was just saying that probably because they were not well prepared yeah um and i i could say 
I would have, you know, three appointments a year with a certain doctor and I would say, oh, you know, I'm meeting this much and I haven't seen any uh, weight loss yet or any kind of progress. And they go, oh, well, you need to eat less. And I say I do. And they say, oh, well, if you're eating less, then it shouldn't be a problem. And when <laughs> the, the thing that sticks with me the most, which is, I don't know if this has happened to other people, but when I was 15, um, one of the doctors at a, a local hospital I went to, uh, I said about how much I was eating and the exercise I was doing, and they didn't believe me. And um, they they said to me, "Oh well, if we really want to, like, if we want to check how much you're actually eating, we can always just keep you in the hospital for three months and feed you and monitor you." And bearing in mind I'm at school, I looked at my mum and I was like, "I I I can't." I can't miss school for three months. I don't have a holiday long enough to do that. And um, my mum complained. And then when the doctor phoned my mum, she said, oh, no, I said three weeks. I, I never said three months. And it was something that stuck with me because I said, like, no, I am eating this much. I am doing this much exercise. And she thought I was lying and was kind of like felt quite aggressively and in a bully, in a bully kind of way, go, oh, well, we can always keep you here for three months and, you know, see how much you're actually eating. I see. Even if she did say three weeks, three weeks is still a lot. Yeah, it's, it's still it a would be time. a traumatic experience for any kid growing up, honestly. Yeah, it wasn't nice. But once again, I believe that that comes down to the lack of education for GPs and for healthcare professionals. Like, yeah. they do not receive proper education on obesity. And that's, no. a, that's a fact. My uh, My mom would often... Like I said, she like researched things like, oh, if if he's she probably knew more than them, honestly. Yeah, she 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 doesn't like to say that, but sometimes I go, oh, you know, in certain things, I would think you you know more because, yeah, she would say <laughs> stuff, and the, and the doctors go, oh well, we like my a condition that my sister had. It actually shows that people who have that condition really struggle with uh, storing fat in the right places and absorbing the right hormones that break down your fat. And they said, oh, well, is there not a correlation? Because, you know, they're related and they both have problems within the same kind of category. And they were like, oh, well, I haven't heard of this before. And they're like, well, yeah, because a lot of doctors were diagnosing it as this. But in the last two years, it's been diagnosed as this. And they just don't know. And it's not like they're oblivious to it. it well, it's not like they're oblivious in a rude way. Like, it's not like they don't care to know. They just don't know. Like, they just need to have it more kind of as a relevant subject for every day exactly. it's not even research. entirely their fault it's what i'm getting from your words it's just yeah again let's move on and talk to about something like more positive <laughs> but yeah uh, pretty, pretty last time we talked <laughs> last time we did talk about uh, fitness and weightlifting and everything and i believe that this is a this is an activity that we both enjoy in our spare time and uh, we can quickly touch on like the importance of fitness in your journey and obviously in mine because i believe that uh, finding the right uh, the right place to uh, let out all your energy and to find the right place to improve your body it was such a major point of everything and uh, i would like to to hear a couple words about weightlifting and everything and why did you enjoy it and how did it start in the first place well weightlifting firstly although it seems quite like a kind of weird thing to just be you know lifting 
just lifting stuff that's heavy but it you get or at least i get a lot of enjoyment out of it because you're you know you're doing something that's hard and then you're overcoming it and also the main thing i found is that no matter how kind of tired or uh unmotivated i am no matter whether you're doing like weights or going for a jog or going to do cardio at the gym like you'll never regret going to the gym and doing a workout you'll never be like oh well that was a waste of time like you're always you always know it's a good thing and you always feel good afterwards yeah literally not once have ever felt bad about going no never never regretted it but uh, yeah weightlifting and like you said lifting heavy weights you get an enjoyment out of doing it and like progressively increasing the weights and everything it's a very rewarding experience and going to the gym it it's not just for your body but it's for your mind it clears your mindset and just puts you in a whole different position afterwards yeah the only thing i'm thinking about is whether i can move this way i'm not thinking about anything else absolutely i would like to talk about like i don't know if you can relate to that because you are always active in sports but was there ever a time that you felt like isolated from any activity because of your weight like not being picked in a certain sport or being the last pick being judged like anything like that uh yeah obviously pe being the big one um sometimes it was <laughs> that i was just self-aware that like you know football i have terrible uh like coordination with my feet so it's just like i i know i am terrible at football uh so if someone picks me last in football i don't blame them it's like yeah that's <laughs> for more than a good reason uh but other things like if it was athletics and so on uh everyone assumes that because you're heavier then you're going to be like really truly slow but obviously i'm not the fastest but i'm definitely not the slowest in um people i've you know done pe with and things like long jump obviously also i'm not amazing at long jump because i am heavier but for someone who walks around with a lot of extra weight i've got a lot of power in my legs so you, you i would i i did better than i think most people thought i would and and what about like uh, social gatherings or everyday activities have you ever felt excluded from any because of your weight uh i don't i don't think so no i don't think there's ever been a time where someone's like not invited me to do something or hidden something from me because of my weight i don't, I don't think so no perfect uh, in our last in our next segment i would like to talk to you about uh, just a tiny bit about like food and eating day to day and uh, we can start like you can run me through what you eat in a day now like now today with all the knowledge that you have like portion size macros timing anything you feel like so for for breakfast actually i started off with um porridge because it was really good for calories wise like it's quite low in calories but it fills you up a lot um so i often have porridge and there was a point where i had porridge like almost every morning apart from the weekends other times i have just standard cereal like Weetabix or something nothing too interesting uh but on the weekends if I obviously I have more time in the morning I try and make something you know involving eggs or you can do like French toast where it's it's sweet but it's just got a bit more kind of you know it's got a bit more protein to it yeah um 
I do try and for my lunches, I do try and keep it uh, with like a good protein source. But obviously, that's not always possible. Like sometimes I just I just don't have the food in the house, so I just haven't planned it well, or I just don't have time to be making it. So I have to, you know, just get food from a shop on the way. But like I I try and do chicken and pasta quite a lot because that's you know really easy to do. Uh, fish I used to do a lot, but now I it doesn't suit him with my kind of uh schedule so much but in like in lockdown i would always i'd have loads of like frozen fish and then it means i can defrost it and i can cook it and it's good for protein and it's low in calories and it's really easy to do so it, and i can you know do it in so many ways sounds like a very balanced diet but i seriously doubt that it was always like that oh, and no. that leads on to my next question like before you had all this knowledge and before you realized that your weight is a problem and you did all this research, did you eat like that back then? Or, yeah, I'll lead on to that after you answer. Uh, I think probably the things like um, tea or dinner that my parents make, uh, that is that was a pr pretty good. But at school particularly, um, the school the school food they had whether it was like actual school meals or whether it was school food that you can just grab, pay for and then leave and, you know, go to like the field or whatever on your lunch break um, was terrible. <laughs> like it was a lot of pastries, a lot of sausage rolls, a lot of like slices of pizza uh, or sandwiches that were a bit kind of bland and boring. And a lot of the good things they had, which weren't obviously great for, um you know, keeping healthy, but it was like... Uh, chicken chicken yeah chicken and cheese baguettes which were really nice but also it's just it tasted like proper chicken it didn't taste like kind of processed mcdonald's chicken and that stuff became harder and harder to get every week and you'd often find more paninis and just sausage rolls all the time and if there wasn't much else to eat if you know you got in the queue late then you were limited on what you could eat and that i was see so that was a big like a very serious issue the yeah, and school cafeteria i was also just less prepared and not as motivated to be making lunch for myself uh in the mornings but now it's something i do like two three times a week so back then back in school you weren't packing lunch for yourself or your parents weren't packing lunch uh no and you relied I, completely on the cafeteria yeah i, I chose to eat because i like the the food at the um school but I've kind of like when I got to like 15 I realized it wasn't so good for me but I was kind of like oh well you know I I do sport outside of school so I'm sure it's not a massive problem but looking back on it now I feel like I could have made a lot more progress if I had uh, changed up my my school meals yeah so from everything that I've heard like there obviously wasn't a special meal plan for even like a regular meal plan with better macros or something special for adolescents living with obesity no. like something higher in protein and healthier for you with fibers and good carbs and mm. if there wasn't like looking back at it do you think that that could have influenced you in a very positive way i think i think so yeah i think um they should have had a i know that the funding isn't really there but if they can have more choice about using better ingredients and you know not not cooking like mass portions of whatever it is whether it's like pasties and stuff like that where it's just so filled with oil 
But at the same time, I do think that if there was a meal, like for, for people, I, I think it's about how they kind of sell it. So if it's a meal that they kind of sell for people as like, oh, you know, the healthy option or, you know, the option for losing weight or whatever, obviously some people would be put off by that. But I'm sure there'd be a, a way around that. It's just about how people would feel about buying uh, a meal that is like the healthier one and what other people think of it. And like, honestly, I don't like talking about uh, diets and special eating regimes or anything. And from what we've already discussed, it's it sounds to me that you're not following a strict diet and you're not following a plan by a nutritionist, but you have kind of found out what works for you and you've went with it. Yeah, so for a long time, especially in lockdown where I lost that first like good chunk of weight, I was calorie counting and up until literally my birthday, I was calorie counting. But then soon after my birthday, bearing in mind I'd been out, you know, drank, drank some, you know, had some to drink. And it was like a few days where I'd had a lot to drink. I didn't feel like absolutely terrible. And I thought to myself, like, realistically, I'm still seeing progress and I know what to eat. And I think if I am not so strict on the calories or whatsoever about, uh, you know, how many calories are going in and out, but I just, in my mind, I can be happy with what uh, I'm eating, how much exercise I'm doing, it'll be a lot easier for me. So I never followed any like, you know, keto diet or anything like that. It was purely about finding out what food worked well for me, like convenience and results. Exactly. Absolutely. I have tried uh, diets and uh, I've consulted with nutritionists before, but a strict diet never worked for me either. It was always about uh, finding the right balance and mm. uh, understanding the macros of food and uh, what food is good for you and what's not. Yeah, because a lot of the diets also require you to have a lot of spare time on your hands. Like there's that fasting diet where you only eat for like the f if for four hours in the day and then for 18 hours you eat nothing and that will get you results but that is taking into account that you have all like that time spare and that it fits in with your schedule but for most people that is never going to work yeah it's not the best way to go about it no not at all uh, we've already discussed that uh, you've taken responsibility about your weight and uh, that's very good it's the nice way to go about it but in your opinion Outside of yourself, who is responsible for your weight and your health? Is there any person that uh, should have reached out, reached out that didn't? Is there like any institution that you believe should be responsible for kids out there? I don't think really strongly, but I think probably the closest thing would be school. I think school needs to, if they can, keep on top of like not like our individuals i think just everybody from as young as possible try and keep everybody as active and healthy as possible because i remember seeing a few years ago on the news that they were going to reduce uh p uh, p lessons at school to once a week because it's not like you know it's not or depending on which government at the time don't think it's the most kind of uh important subject in terms of our you know it's not the most academic or so on, but I, I think it's more important than that. It's about letting uh, children keep uh, fit and healthy and also letting them explore what sports they do like 
and then that will carry on. So the only reason I did rugby is because at school I tried out rugby and after a couple of years I was like, oh, I might just try this outside of school and see how it goes. And um, I'm sure if I had a lot less PE lessons at school, I wouldn't have done that. And that would be the same for loads of people. So it's the freedom of choice here, giving opportunities and allowing the kids to pick for themselves. Yeah. Perfect. What is the one thing that bothers you the most, even to this day, like in your day-to-day -day life, and what could be done to improve it in relation to overweight? In, in what way, sorry? Like, uh, let's just say that uh, you're going about with your day, mm. and uh, even going back to when you were bigger, is was there something that really bothered you about it? Uh, like maybe it could be like not fitting in the pants that you used to wear last winter or like literally anything. Uh, I think I'll the, give you an example for yeah. me. It was like the way people looked at you and the way people had different, uh, opinion about you just because of the way you looked that bothered me. Yeah, I think what bothered me is that uh, obviously being a lot younger, constantly feeling like, uh, you know, I'm an, I'm an easy target for someone to take the mick out of and c constantly being tense that like uh, somebody could just, you know, make fun of me. And realistically, what much more can I do? Because at the time I was like, you know, if they're going to make fun of my weight, it's not like they're wrong. Like I am overweight and it was something that kind of made me quite worried for quite a while but um eventually I learned to kind of just not care and be like oh well you know if they say it they say it but that's not what I think mm, absolutely and uh, even if they do say it it's you're doing your best at the moment and uh, just because you haven't succeeded yet doesn't mean you won't succeed in the future yeah and, and, I, and I know what um I know what I'm doing towards it and to them, it's just an opinion, but it's not the truth. Perfect. If there is one thing that will help you the most, like the absolute most to lose weight, what do you think it would be? Time or convenience. So if my gym was closer and easier to get to, or if uh, I had... Um, like weights and so on at home because gym equipment is very expensive and if i had like i don't have a garage at my house but if i had a garage that wasn't used and i had space to train at home i feel like i'd be training a lot more just in free time where i go oh, i don't have time to go to the gym because you know i won't really get a good session and i only get like an hour and then it will close but if i had the freedom of being able to do it whenever i'm home it would help me so much more so it's convenience. It's not only convenience about being close to the gym, but uh, also food is a convenience because if you had more healthy food options who are easier, like in your reach, far easier to access, that's still a convenience. So in my yeah. opinion, food is a big point here as well. Yeah, having the wrong food can make like planning uh, my day about what I'm going to eat a lot harder if there's not much choice to choose from if we just haven't been to the shops in a while. Yeah, and unfortunately, the wrong food 
it's always the food that's being promoted to you and it's yeah. always the food that's the easiest choice and it's always the food that's uh, in your sight basically yeah i find it's always just like going to the gym about learning what works for you and the same way about food about going to different shops and uh you know seeing what they've got like Lidl and Audi I find have a lot of better choices for things like you know pro uh, yogurt with a lot more protein in oh yeah and but you know if you just stick to going to like Tesco's and standard shops then it's a lot harder and it takes quite a while to see where's the best place to go yeah Lidl absolutely has some perfect protein mm. options but uh, I believe we have been going for a bit over an hour now Reese, and okay. uh, I would like to go to my last question and it's a pretty broad question. You can answer however you like, but yes. what is an opportunity you wish you were given? I you think, can think about it. Don't worry. No, no. I, I think if I was taught about uh, good eating from a younger age, not just about, you know, getting in your five a day, but more specific good eating for somebody like me who was overweight, it would have helped me and uh, my family a lot with going in the right direction perfect sounds amazing Riz thank you so much for your time uh, I honestly wish that uh, we could go on for a lot longer hopefully we'll meet in person soon and have many more discussions yeah hopefully obviously I got a lot to say but um, when I see you in person we're gonna have a proper good chat about it absolutely and to all the people listening Honestly, I cannot even express how thankful I am to have you here and for you to go through with to, to with our entire conversation and with all the episodes that are coming out. Honestly, a big thank you from us. And yeah, we hope to drive change and positivity. Yeah, I, I hope I can help somebody, even if it's just one person, with the my experience I give. I am sure you already have. So once again, thank you all. Bye-bye. See you next time.